Well, welcome to the latest ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. It is Memorial Day weekend, so probably two people will listen to this entire podcast. This would be my big opportunity to just make everybody wonder about me and talk about alien abductions, but I won't. So we have gotten several really good questions in the last couple of weeks, so it's going to be fun for the next several weeks to talk about things that you are interested in rather than me guessing what you may be interested in. The first of them is probably the most fascinating and perhaps maybe the hardest to really get a handle on. The question is, how has the global supply chain been affected by recent geopolitical tensions and trade disruptions, and what are the potential implications for international trade and economic growth? Boy, that's probably the subject for an entire book, Um, but to put it into more podcast form, we're looking at a pretty fundamental shift in terms of our attitude towards China, towards international trade in general. And I'm not going to go into a gory detail about how we got to a position of globalization other than to say that it was a reaction to kind of the realities of business for the last 20 years. As companies wanted to lower their costs in order to make themselves more appealing to consumers, they had to figure out ways to produce more cheaply. The easiest way to do that and the way to export inflation, essentially, was to do production outside the United States. That had always been the case. It had always been cheaper to do business anywhere else but the developed world. But the inhibition was that communication wasn't very good, transportation wasn't very good, you were trading convenience and cheap prices for basically efficiency and productivity. But as China, India, other parts of the world became more sophisticated, they were in a position to produce effectively and cheaply. You had better communications, it was easier to manage, you had better transportation, and that really was the key. That's what really got things started in the 2000s, was the fact that countries like China had invested heavily in road building, rail building, ports particularly. China even today has 72 ports that can handle the largest container ships. All of Asia combined, all the other countries in Asia and South Asia included, have 23. So China still has a commanding lead when it comes to infrastructure. So that's what drove globalization. You had all of this desire to do work in places that were more effective, cheaper, etc. Now, that began to change as you began to see reactions within the Western world, the U.S. and Europe. We started to use robotics and technology and automation to improve our productivity and become competitive with countries like China, India, etc. So, fast forward to today. We now have a circumstance where we can be productive in our own countries, and we are, so you're starting to see reshoring, taking on a bigger and bigger role as far as the economy is concerned. But more importantly, our relationship with these countries has changed. We were probably half rival, half partner when China was developing for the last 20, 25 years. Remember that In the aftermath of Mao Zedong, you had Deng Xiaoping, and his mantra was to get rich is glorious. 
Well, they're going back to Mao. So now you have the mantra of Xi Jinping, which is nationalistic, autonomous, trying to take care of their own needs with their own population, putting a lot of emphasis on their own consumer, wanting to be a lot less dependent on exports. Suddenly, it's probably 90% rival, 10% partner. And we got a taste of what it would be like to be a little less dependent on China during COVID. Well, the supply chain started to shift then, and it's continued to shift because now that we're out of the pandemic crisis, we have geopolitical crisis, and it could get worse in any given day. We're not only worried about China doing something with Taiwan, we're worried about North Korea, we're worried about the South China Sea, we're worried about conflict over the Senkaku Islands. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So the future is no longer certain. It's no longer a matter of, gee, we'll just do a lot of production in China and they'll become more and more like us every year. We're rivals. We're very, very different countries. We are dealing with an autocracy, really a totalitarian system now. I mean, Xi Jinping's power is unrivaled, and his attitude towards the U.S. and Europe is not friendly, and we're not friendly to them. This is definitely going to shift international trade. It isn't going to end it by any means, but it's going to mean looking at different parts of the world. India is growing very quickly at China's expense. We're seeing a lot more interest on the part of the United States in Latin America. Always has been a trade partner, always has been awkward to deal with. These countries are notoriously unstable and volatile. We're beginning to see the emergence of Africa as a trade partner, uh, particularly for Europe. So things are in flux. <clears throat> I don't see us going back to a period where we have developing relations with China. I think now we're going to be seeing a reduction in our interaction more more driven by geopolitical than trade. And that's going to mean all kinds of shifts. It means reshoring, of course. It means nearshoring, of course. We're also starting to see Chinese companies relocate to the United States because it's hard for them to do business in China. Uh, they're being hit with higher taxes, lots more restrictions. So this is definitely something to keep a watchful eye on. Uh, I obviously will be talking about it and writing about it and dealing with it and all the different permutations for ASA. But at this stage, if you have a lot of eggs in the China basket, I would start to redistribute them to one degree or another and find alternatives. And many of them are going to be more domestic because we're going to start to see some of that coming back to the U.S. So with that, I'm taking a very, very complicated subject and trying to get it down to like 10 minutes. <laughs> we'll see how that works. Thanks, and we'll talk next week.